The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and the Super Wildcard Weekend Edition of the Scorching Six Picks. Recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California, less than 48 hours away from the start of the 2023 NFL playoffs. Uh, joining me to discuss all six wildcard matchups, Rebound once again. What up, Rebound? How's it going? Z-Ball, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well, looking forward to the playoffs getting underway. It was a great season. Uh, it seemed like it went by so quickly, but nonetheless, after 18 weeks, we're into the playoffs. 14 total teams in each conference, one team getting a bye in each conference, the Niners and the Ravens in their respective conferences each get the bye this year. But we've got six good matchups uh, for Wild Card Weekend. So before we get into Wild Card Weekend, let's just do a little bit of recap of come some of our uh, preseason picks. So we'll start with the over-under. So for the AFC, myself, you, Rebound, and Dr. Dooley, we predicted the AFC over-under. So we all did pretty very bad. You did the best out of the three of us in the AFC. You went 7-9 and nine in the over-unders predictions. Myself and Dr. Dooley went 6-10. and 10. None of us uh, picked the right MVP, most likely. we. Ha- I had Jalen Hurts, you had Trevor Lawrence, and Dr. Dooley had Justin Herbert. Justin fucking Herbert. <laughs> and none of those three, presumably, most likely, probably won't I mean, win Justin Herbert the MVP. Guy. So, yeah. Bad prediction-wise there in the AFC. And the NFC, a little better, for sure. Obviously... Myself and you were in the NFC predictions, and then Teak as well. So Teak did the best again uh, for the I think the third straight season. He went ten and six. You went nine and seven. I went eight and eight. So really bad showing for me overall in both conferences. Fourteen and eighteen overall. And uh, I didn't bet these over unders this year too as well. I mean, usually I bet them every year, but uh, I wasn't able to get to Vegas uh, yeah. this year before the season and do Thank that. God. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, w- I think I would have gone one in five in the ones that I would have bet. I usually bet six, so I guess I kind of saved some money there. But nonetheless, I mean, uh, Dr. Artique, excuse me, ha- had Trevor Lawrence for the MVP, so that's presumably wrong as well. So, yeah, just a, a bad uh, all-around for the over-unders for me and you, but pretty good for Teak. He's really the only one that came out on top. Yeah, Teak He did good again. So shout-out to Teak uh, for dominating the over-unders again for the third straight season, I believe. So let's uh, go over the records that we had for the Scorching Six for the regular season. We both did pretty good, uh, so... We'll start with you, Rebound. You uh, you were on every week. Uh, I think uh, for week seven you weren't on, but you gave me your picks. I did not uh, put them on the broadcast, but I have record of you giving me your tri- you giving me your picks before I 
recorded the podcast solo. So overall, in 18 weeks, 108 total games, you went 63-44-1. That's about 59%. And I, I did good, a little slightly better, 65-42-1 for about 61%. So both really good for us in the regular season and the Scorching Six. If you're Around 60%, you're doing really good betting-wise, handicapping-wise, ATS. So good good job by us there. So let's hope we can continue that momentum into the playoffs for the 13 playoff games that we'll be seeing in this year's uh, playoff slate. So let's go ahead and get into the wildcard weekend slate now, Rebound. Let's start with game number one. It's a Saturday late afternoon game. And uh, this one, we got the four-seed Houston Texans, winners of the AFC South, their first playoff appearance since 2019. Shout-out to D'Amico Ryans, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, and C.J. Stroud. Uh, Shout-out to him as well. He's presumably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. They are hosting the five-seed Cleveland Browns, who started five different quarterbacks this year. 11 and 6, shout out to them. They presumably have the coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski. He's, he did a really good job this year with all the injuries to the quarterbacks, uh, running backs, uh, some of their defensive personnel. And they presumably have the rookie of, or the defensive player of the year, excuse me, and Miles Garrett as well. So in this one rebound, Cleveland laying two points on the road. What do you think? Yeah, this is a good one. Uh... Probably one of the best matchups uh, of the weekend. And I think this is obviously Cleveland has the better defense. I would say uh, Texans maybe slightly have the better offense. And this is a toss up, but I'm just going to roll with the home team. They are the dogs. I'm going to take the plus two with Houston. I think they win, cover, and cover. So I think it's going to be a good one. I also think Jerome Ford, anytime touchdown, minus 110 is a good bet. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't really get much into the anytime touchdowns. It seems like you're bigger sharp on that side. So uh, trust rebound. If, you, if you're doing anytime touchdown stuff, go Jerome Ford, minus 110, anytime touchdown. But regards to this game, obviously Cleveland, much better defense. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's... Uh, Defensive-minded head coach. Houston has a young defense, some good players there, but uh, they're gonna if they're gonna win this game, it's gonna be through the air with C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. And uh, I'm gonna go the other way, rebound. I'm gonna go with the road team in this one. I like Cleveland's defense. I think they're gonna control the pace and tempo of this game, and I think Miles Garrett is gonna have a, a big game in this one. And I just like Cleveland here and. Uh, I think Flacco will do just enough offensively. Uh, he probably will have some turnovers, but I think it'll be a close win for the Browns on the road. I'm going to say 24-20 Browns, and they cover the two-point spread and get to the divisional round. Uh, I think they got back in the divisional round in 2020 when they lost to the Chiefs, so they'll get back there. But, yeah, I mean, good to see these both these two teams back in the playoffs after a little bit of a hiatus 
but uh, it should be a fun game to start off the wild card weekend. I'm going to go Cleveland minus two. You're going to go the home team, Texans, the home dog, getting two plus two. We'll disagree on that one. We'll move on to the Saturday night game in prime time. This one is going to be on Peacock only, so let's see how uh, that uh, affects NFL fans and kind of the viewership and stuff like that. But this one has a game time temperature for one degree Fahrenheit at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. Got the three seed Kansas City Chiefs, 11 and 6. They were 5 and 4 at home this season. They're hosting the six seed Miami Dolphins, who are banged up all over the place. 11 and 6, and just had a really bad end to the season. And they were in the AFC East lead all throughout the season pretty much and then lost it at the end literally in the last game to the Bills they finish 11 and 6 but nonetheless they get to back-to-back playoff appearances first time they've done that in uh, I think over uh, 20 years since they did it I think 2000 early 2000s so it should this should be a kind of a fun game but I think it's going to be uh, kind of like a defensive, low-scoring uh, battle type game. So this one rebound, the home team Chiefs are laying five points. What do you think? Yeah, it's a very interesting game. Obviously, the Dolphins, have, I think both teams have disappointed this year. Obviously, Dolphins making the playoffs is an accomplishment for them, but I'd say the Chiefs are the bigger disappointment because their offense has been very stagnant this year. But their defense has stepped up, so I don't know what to say. It's going to be a very cold game. I just don't think Miami's going to be able to handle it. Uh, I think it's going to come down to turnovers. going to be a lot of running here. I think I would say Dolphins have the better run game for sure, but uh, Chiefs have the better defense and they're at home. Uh, I think uh, Chiefs cover and win by a touchdown. Yeah, Dolphins historically uh, struggle in these uh, cold weather type games uh, without obviously being in Florida. Good temperatures there usually for the most part. Um, higher higher degree temperatures. And then the Chiefs usually we're used to seeing them, their game plans being Andy Reid based. Offensive, uh, high offensive tempo, fast paced. Uh, with the exception of probably, I think, like two games in this Andy Reid-Mahomes run when Mahomes got hurt during those games, the divisional game in 2020 and divisional game last season against Jacksonville. But aside from that, uh, their formula in the playoffs with Mahomes, Andy Reid has been gunslinging, uh, getting the ball down the field, high-powered offense, fast-paced offense. But this is going to be a Steve Spagnolo game, con- controlled by their defense, the weather uh, and their run game so they're going to try to control the clock i think they're going to control line of scrimmage uh, dominating the trenches both sides and i i think uh they just they're built for this type of weather this type of game more than miami is right now so that's why i'm going to agree with you rebound swallow the five points with the home team chiefs have them winning this one 21 14 and moving to the uh, divisional round for, I think, what, the seventh or eighth straight season, something like that. So, uh, or no, it would be the sixth straight season, excuse me. So, 
All right, let's move into game number three, moving into the Sunday window of games. We'll start with game number one on Sunday, game number three of Wild Card Weekend. The Buffalo Bills at home, winners of four straight uh, divisional championships in the AFC East, 11-6, 7-2 at home. They were 6-6, six and six, won five and straight to end, to end the season. Playing really well offensively, defensively. And they'll be hosting the seven seed Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. And they are laying 10 points at home. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, this one's probably the most boring game of the weekend. Uh, I don't know what to think here. You have a really bad quarterback in Mason Rudolph for the Steelers. But they have a great defense. You have some solid wide receivers yeah, with George Pickens. Deontay Johnson, uh, you have a good run game with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, and uh, but the the pair, the Bills offense is much better, and it's all going to come down to how many times Josh Allen turns over the ball. He's guaranteed to turn over once, so I think if he can hold it to one, I think I I think the Bills are going to cover very comfortably because it's at home too. And I think weather will play a factor here too, but I think I'm going to swallow the 10 as well here. Okay, well, 10's a lot of points. I mean, obviously the good thing going for the Bills is uh, TJ Watt, one of the best defensive players in the league, is, is ruled out for this game. He suffered, a, I think, a leg or knee injury in the last game of the season last week. So that's, that's a bummer, I mean, because... I mean, he's the heart and soul of their defense, and it's really tough to uh, uh, watch him sit out this important game for the Steelers uh, as they get back in the playoffs. But nonetheless, I think Pittsburgh uh, defensively, I think they should, they're they going to play pretty well in this one. I think they're going to keep it close. I mean, I think this is a game uh, where I'm going with the coaching advantage of Mike Tomlin over Sean McDermott. I just think Mike Tomlin's been there so many times. I think he has massive edge over uh, Sean McDermott coaching-wise. So that's why I'm going to go the other way here, rebound. I'm going to take the road dog, the Steelers, laying ten, or getting 10, excuse me, in this one. Uh, but I think the Bills probably win by, by like four or five points. I'll say, I'll say 26-21 Bills in this one. And the Bills go to the divisional round for what I think the fourth straight season. So I would disagree for the second time. Let's go to game number four rebound. The Fox game on Sunday, late afternoon. Dallas Cowboys at home, undefeated at home, eight no. Twelve and five overall on the on the year. The two seed in the NFC. Hosting your Green Bay Packers, who are nine and eight. Strong finish to the season as a seventh seed in the NFC. This one, the home team, Cowboys, is giving seven points. Rebound, what do you think? Oh, it dropped seven. Uh, that's interesting. It went before the seven and a half. But, yeah, seven's pretty high for the Cowboys. I thought this would be four and a half or five and a half. Uh, both teams are playing good. I mean, the Cowboys have been playing great. Dak's playing great. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had his best season of the year. I would say Tony Pollard is a, diff a disappointment, a Pollard, however you pronounce it. And their defense has been a disappointment. 
And same with the Packers. I mean, their defense has been a disappointment, but their offense is good. So this is going to come down to who turns over the ball. And I think from a bias standpoint, I do think the Packers cover. Do they win? I, I don't know. From a bias standpoint, I'm going to say yes. And this whole eight win, eight undefeated at home thing is just straight nonsense. If you look at their schedule, who, who they beat at home. The Jets, who are the Patriots. What do you say is their best home win? The Rams and the Seahawks? The Rams and the Eagles, probably. And the Eagles and Seahawks? Or no? Yeah. The Rams are a wild, a wild card team. The Eagles are clearly a fraud. Seattle's not even in the playoffs. And they gave up 35 points to them. What do you have against the Cowboys? Nothing against the Cowboys. I'm just stating facts. Okay, it's so a you, biased pick. I got the Packers. Plus okay, seven. you got the Packers covering and winning outright. Yes, it's a biased pick. Okay, I'm definitely agreeing on the Packers uh, uh, getting getting seven as a road dog. I agree there for sure. I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, Green Bay. I think overall, I think is nine and one versus uh, Dallas in the last ten games they played. I think this one. I think uh, offensively. I think. Uh, for the Packers, I think Matt Lafleur has do, been doing a really good job, uh, uh, giving uh, good windows for Jordan Love, uh, calling plays for him. And Jordan Love, you got to give him credit; he's been making some excellent throws, some some dimes for sure. And then on the other side, Dak for sure uh, has cut down the turnovers this season. He's been playing really well. Uh, him and Ceedee Lamb have seems like they've had the best connection all season for quarterback wide receiver. And both of them just playing really well, lights out. And Pollard, like you said, re- rebound has been a disappointment this season. Uh, has not really been really good at the goal line rushing. I mean, that's really where they've missed uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He was excellent for them last season in those types of situations. And then defensively, I, I don't think Dallas is as good as they were as they were last season. Last season, I think they had a really good physical defense. Obviously, Trevon Diggs being out for the season uh, does, it hurts them there for sure. And then obviously Duran Bland has, has stepped up and played really good. Uh, but I think obviously Micah Parsons, I think uh, coordinators have just kind of figured out ways of kind of uh, running plays on the opposite side of him, uh, kind of uh, lessening his effect on the game. So because of that, I think Dallas has been prone to allowing big rush games. I think uh, Green Bay is going to do well on the ground here with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And then I think it's going to be pretty high-scoring game at, at Arlington, AT&T Stadium. I think Cowboys are going to win a close one. Uh, Cowboys obviously have those playoff uh, defeats in their mind, the 2014 one and the 20, I think 2016, I believe, uh, in, yeah. in their mind. And obviously the, there's this narrative out there that the Packers kind of own them lately at 9-1. But Dallas, I think, better team for sure overall. But I think, yeah, coaching matchup, obviously you give the, the, the edge. I give, or at least I give the edge to Matt LaFleur over Mike McCarthy, especially some of, some of those like clock management issues with McCarthy. He's really bad there. But nonetheless, I think Cowboys' offensive talent, I think they're going to be able to move the ball pretty comfortably on the Green Bay Packer defense. So I'll say 31-28 Cowboys in this one. 
So I'll take the road dog. Agree with you, rebound. Packers getting seven, but I like the Cowboys to win 31-28 in this one and move to the divisional round for the second straight season. All right, game number five, Sunday night game in prime time from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. I think this is the first time the Lions are hosting a playoff game since 1993, I believe, when uh, they had Barry Sanders and uh, Montez was the coach. Uh, so you got to give a shout-out to the Lions NFC North champions, 12-5, and 6-2 and and home on the season, the number three seed in the NFC. They're hosting their longtime quarterback, they, who they drafted number one overall in 2009, Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams were the sixth seed in the NFC, 10-7. and seven. And they had a very surprising season, over, over a lot of uh, overachieved for sure compared to expectations. I definitely did not expect them to win more than six games this season. And they ended up winning 10. So shout-out to Sean McVay, excellent coach for them. In my opinion, the best coach in Rams history, franchise history. And he's just been really good for them since he came on board in 2017. And so this should be a fun matchup. Lots of storylines. Jared Goff revenge game possibly. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. So should be fun all around. Two high-powered offenses, good receivers, good running backs. Kyron Williams, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Puka Nakua, Amon Ross St. Brown, Cooper Cup. Star power all around. This one rebound Detroit at home, laying three points. What do you think? Yeah, this is the easiest one on the slate for me this week. Everyone, their mom is going to be taking the Rams. And Jared Goff has marked this on his calendar. He's ready for this. The crowd is going to be roaring. Both defenses suck. Both offenses are good. But I like the Lions offense a lot better. Uh, I'm going to swallow the three and take the Lions. Easiest, easiest pick of the week. Yeah, I mean, this should be a fun one. I think it should be lots of points here, high scoring. And, I mean, defensively, obviously, I think Aiden Hutchinson's been really good and developing that pass rush. I think offensive line, Detroit has the, the advantage there for sure. Uh, cornerbacks and such, I think uh, not much firepower either on other, either side. But I, obviously for, uh, for the Rams, Akella Witherspoon has been a pleasant surprise for them. For sure, he's been playing uh, pretty good the past couple weeks, last like six, seven weeks of the season. And this is kind of just going to come down to, like you said, I mean, who's going to score more points? And I think... I think, like I said, both teams are going to score points. I think I just think the Detroit defense is slightly better. I think they're they'll be able to bring more of a pass rush just because of uh, kind of uh, compared to uh, the offensive lines, just the advantage. So I think the Lions will be able to pressure the quarterback more and pressure uh, Matthew Stafford into. A costly turnover. Obviously, the Rams have firepower on their uh, front four with uh, Aaron Donald and Kobe Turner. The Kobe Turner, the rookie, who has, I think, had five sacks in the month of December. So he definitely came on uh, late for sure and played really well. But I just think in this one, the Rams, young team for sure. But uh, but obviously, they got their, their core from the, the Super Bowl t two years ago. 
And I, I think, uh, obviously for Detroit, a young team as well, but I think Goff is experienced. Uh, although, I mean, he's not like people would say as elite as Matthew Stafford, but I mean, I don't think it's that significant of a difference. So I'm going to agree with you, Reban. I like Detroit in this one. I saw the three points with them at home. Take them to win this game 35-31 and get to the divisional round. All right, last game of the week, game number six, wild card weekend. Monday night game in prime time on Martin Luther King Day. The 9-8 Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the four seed in the NFC for the second straight season. Shout out to Baker Mayfield, excellent season, uh, but it seems like he was limping a little last week. Uh, during that game, the 9-0 win over the Panthers to clinch the NFC South. They finished 9-8, 4-4 at home. They're hosting the 11-6 Philadelphia Eagles, who are on a massive slide. They lo- they start off the 10-1. They ended up uh, losing five of their last six games. Uh, so they're really on a slump right now. But they are favored in this game on the road rebound by three points. What do you think? Yeah, the Eagles are a complete fraud. This team is done. And they had their run last year, and they're going to get knocked out. Here, I mean, everyone's going to take the, uh, the Eagles. But the Bucks are going to cover and win straight up. It's in, in Tampa Bay. And I think the offenses are equivalent besides the quarterback. Of course, Jalen Hurts is better. But like you said, Baker Mayfield had a good season. And the defense, uh, Tampa Bay has the edge by far. Eagles defense is a complete fraud. And they're going to get cooked up. Uh, Baker is going to cook them. And I, I got Tampa Bay winning by a touchdown. Easy. Okay, yeah, I mean, this one uh, is going to be, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously not the, the, the game you want to see on Monday night. I mean... I mean, it seems like the last couple weeks, Bucks have kind of struggled kind of scoring points. I mean, I don't know what we're going to kind of see here. I mean, Baker may feel, like I said, is limping as well, coming into this one a little uh, a little injured. Now, the Eagles, I mean, it seems like, I mean, they aren't really having much trouble uh, scoring for the most part, aside from uh, last week. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Eagles enigma here for sure. I mean... Massive collapse the last six games. I mean, after, I mean, they were 10-1 and one going into that uh, showdown with the Niners on December 3rd. And then since that game, they've been 1-5 and really allowed big offensive performances to uh, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, I mean, the Giants twice. So... It's and I mean I think the Seahawks didn't has scored twenty, but so that was probably like I think like the fewest they've allowed uh, since in, in that span. So they've really just been struggling, like you said, uh, defensively for sure. And then there seems to be kind of uh, like a disconnect with the the coaching as well. Uh, is AJ Brown playing in this one? I I, I know he he got hurt last week. Is he? Yes, I believe so. Or is he questionable? Or probably questionable. Okay. Let's see. I mean, if he plays or not, but I mean, nonetheless, I mean, I just think too many holes defensively for uh, Philadelphia. I mean, they had all those like good pass rushers, but it seems like they're really missing uh, Javon Hargrave. I mean, who left in free agency to San Francisco, but I mean, 
it seems like they're not generating pressure like they did last year and uh, getting home with the sacks. So, and a lot of holes in their their defense, especially uh, in their corners, their safeties, and their linebackers. So it seems like posing tight ends are are picking them apart and uh, receivers as well. So I think Mike Evans in this one gonna have a big game from Baker Mayfield. I think Rashad White is gonna be able to run the ball as well, and I think yeah, Tampa Bay definitely has some some good uh players defensively and they're they're going to be motivated for getting snubbed uh, all pro getting snubbed from the pro bowl guys like antoine winfield uh, jamel dean devin white uh up front vita Vea. so i'm gonna agree with you here rebound to re- uh, close that wild card weekend i'm gonna take the home dog and the bucks getting three and i'm gonna take them to win outright i'll say 24 20 bucks in this one and they go back to the divisional round for the first time uh, i think in since 2021 when they lost to the rams so we'll agree to close it out so rebound thank you so much for coming on it should be a fun weekend of football always a pleasure thanks for having me on good luck everyone everybody thank you so much for listening hope you enjoy all of the playoff action and super wild card weekend this weekend and We'll see you guys next week for the divisional round matchups.